And welcome, everybody, to the Andrew Kubretter Show. Of course, I'm your host, Andrew Kubretter. And on today's show, we'll be joined by Caleb Ballard. You see, down in Hopkinsville, there's a big to-do going on uh, regarding a mega school, Hopkinsville, Kentucky, down there in Christian County. And uh, it's, a, it's a very intricate and interesting thing. Normally, I can research topics a lot of times on my own, but when you have some hyper-local, hyper kind of seemingly corrupt issues going on. Um, it really helps to have somebody who's there, who's really dug into it. Uh, and I know there's some other places like um, Bardstown there, uh, Nelson County, that's also having some mega school talks and all over. And so I thought it would be a great time to bring on somebody to go ahead and talk about it. So um, Caleb, thank you for joining me today uh, to go over what's going on down there. Um, yeah, real quick. What, so you've got a mega school being built in Hopkinsville uh, there in Christian uh, County? Yeah, that's right. And uh, matter of fact, the groundbreaking for it is tomorrow, even though they've already been pushing dirt up for a week. But they got to have their ceremonial groundbreaking. And, uh, and So what? what is it? Is it the mega school? Is it going to be every single kid in the county or is it? Yes, it, it is. It is a combination of of our two high schools that we have currently now, which would be Christian County High and Hopkinsville High. And uh, of course those schools are been in the community. Christian County was uh, started in the sixties and then Hopkinsville is an old school. It's been around for over a hundred years, 150 years, something like that. And uh, of course the schools were not built that old, that long ago. Uh, uh, of course, uh, Hopkinsville High was built in the early 60s, and then Christian County High was built in the late 60s. Okay, and is there, is, so is it just the two high schools coming together, or is it middle school? That, that, that school? is their plan. That That is their plan, but we have learned through this process that that is starting to trickle down because right now we have a Christian County middle and a Hopkinsville middle, and uh, they're actually planning to move. So the Christian County Middle was um, built in 2011 next to the Christian County High School. It's one of the nicest middle school facilities in the state. It's got a performing arts center. Uh, no expense was spared on that school when they built it in 2011, 2012, something like that. And um, now uh, Hopkinsville Middle School was built built in the 70s it's got that 70s pod style design blocks everywhere bricks you know and they're deciding they just decided to move that school to a current elementary school remove that elementary school from the picture put an elementary school in hopkinsville middle school and turn another elementary school into a daycare that's currently at the elementary school they're going to turn into Hopkinsville Middle. It is a mess. And what is um, so the community doesn't want this to go on. So so let's do this. Why is the school district saying they need to do this, and why doesn't the community want it done? The school district's plan all along for all of this is economic development. The, the, that's the main goal here, and we see the actors that have been partaking in this it's, it's always the same actors it's always the workforce development the economic development council 
Uh, even at one time, it was the mayor and, and the judge executive, just all kinds of big actors, big political actors that want this common goal that the community doesn't want. And and I've spoke to hundreds and hundreds of people, and, and it's overwhelmingly the, the population is, is against all of this plan. And, How does combining why, the schools create the economic Opportunity. How, how does that play into the economic I, development? I, I side? think, I, I think what their plan is 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 that if they have nice new schools here, when they bring these people in to tour the community, they can say, "Hey, look at our nice new schools. This is how much we care about education." When all, when in all, in actuality, it's the opposite. They don't care about education because all of the studies that are out there say that smaller community-based schools are better. Not combination mega schools and so they're they're bringing in they're building this mega school um for the high school and it looks like they are trying to do uh, uh like a mega school for the elementary school um well by, kind of, by, sort of right, right yeah at that middle they've, school uh, yeah right they've they and, and it, it it all started back in 2015 they they closed three elementary schools and that was the first part that was the first like red flag for the community that that something was wrong with their school district because they just closed these three elementary schools one of them had a brand new roof like they weren't bad facilities and now our elementary schools are hurting they put sixth graders from the middle schools they closed the middle school turned it into an elementary school and put sixth graders from middle schools in the elementary schools well now they want to turn all that around again so we're really just confused on on what the long-term goal is here and and people that want good community schools need to have a good long-term goal and we don't have that and so you're asking as the community you're saying look we don't want these big mega schools we want individual schools spread out in the area they're already built they're right. in fine condition um and and their well, response to that is that they're not in great condition that it's cheaper yeah. to build a mega school what what are they saying back to the community so so what our issue started out with was in 2019 um there was some major issues at hopkinsville high school a nashville news anchor that's an investigative journalist his name's phil williams he come and did a story about how hopkinsville high school was leaking well, I was a graduate of, of Hopkinsville High School 2011, and it was leaking then. And they just continued to let the problem fester until they were like, oh, hey, there's a, a news anchor here. Maybe we should do something. So that sparked a nickel tax. They, they had this big, huge campaign about how we need to build new schools. For our community with the nickel tax. Can you explain tax. what a nickel tax is to, to listen? I know tax, what it is, but you right, right. Well, it is a basically a five cent tax on every hundred dollars of real property that you own. Christian County is a majority majority of the people in Christian County are rental based tenants, you would say. So our landowners are these big farm farmers i mean myself included i own a we own a pretty good sized farm here too but it it's not compared to the other farmers there's there's farmers that are way bigger than me 
and, and it's just an unfair burden on the farming community as a whole because the majority uh, Christian County is the second biggest land mass and the land mass as a whole isn't populated with houses everywhere. So the majority of the tax burden would go on those land owners and not necessarily the general public because of our rental based income and our rental based uh, it's not good for the overall wealth of the community to put the burden on one group of people. To so they're saying, the look, we got a leaky roof. We need nickel tax to pay for this leaky roof. That's, that's correct. And, and that's how it and started. The, yes. And it was defeated two to one. Um, a group of individuals. Um, there's a guy named, there's a guy named uh, Mark Graham. He was one of the leaders of this. And uh, we started, so you get a petition. So any tax that a school district invokes over like 4%, you can recall that tax. And then you mm -hmm. have to get like a percentage of the voter base to sign. It's 2,000 some odd people that you had to get to sign this petition. And then once you do that, then you can put it on the ballot. And we put it on the ballot. And they lost. They spent forty grand on a campaign, on marketing campaign, Facebook. Every van in the district had a sticker on the side of it said "Vote for the Nickel." They got people T-shirts. I mean, it's just all kinds of immense waste for them to have. Seems a like you could fix the roof. Yeah, Seems like you could have fixed the roof for around forty thousand, yeah. right? <laughs> Right. Maybe it would have been more. I don't know how much it would have been, but still, you know, you ain't got money for roof, but you got money for uh t-shirts and, and a forty thousand oh. dollar political campaign. Oh, it was crazy. And they had people that were just paid to do like nickel stuff. Like there was a, a woman that run for state senator, her name is uh Pam Dawson, uh, and and she's nicknamed in the community Nickel Pam because she was just basically working on the nickel tax while she's working for the school system. I mean, but she was basically the campaign manager for the nickel tax. So I mean, the nickel is. tax fails. And then yes. they say what? Hey, look, nickel tax fails. Our schools are running down. We're going to have to, we don't have the money, but somehow we're going to build this mega school. See, that's where they got us. So 19, 2019 is when the nickel tax failed. Our superintendent quit. The mayor that was pushing it quit, went to become the economic development director. So in 2020, our new superintendent promised, hey, I'm going to get everything right. I'm going to fix all of our all of our problems. Don't worry about it. Just let me let me handle it. So we backed off on him. We trusted him. We thought that he might be able to do this. So they formed a committee in late 2020 when you could not eat in, so, in indoors at a restaurant in Kentucky, as you very well know. They formed a committee to start the discussion about the consolidated high school. They were given uh, misleading facts. The committee was given misleading facts from the school system from the start on how it'd be cheaper, how it'd be better because we're going to introduce these new programs. And, and so a lot of this stuff got done. How was it? Um, without, what, do you have any examples of what they specifically gave that was misleading? Uh, they, they gave cost savings, which we turned out that that was a lie. Um, 
they they were going to introduce these new programs with Ford. It's called Ford NGL Next Generation Learning. Uh, they were going to introduce that. Well, they've run out of money to do that. They can't do that now. Uh, the real big focus is on these career pathways through like uh, the tech school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and we're coming to find out that they ain't even got the money to to do all what they want to do with that. They they had this big. Um, it was during so. They did all of uh, the committee stuff. The general public found out about the mega school in about May of 2021 is when everybody got on board. That's when they started going out to the, they didn't bring us to the public first. They brought it to like individual community, like groups, like Farm Bureau was one of the first groups that they put on Facebook and and they went to them first before telling the community. So it's like they were trying to sell it to the upper elites of the community before they even put it out to the general public. Hey, this is what our plan is. So um, we got to take a break real quick. But when we come okay. back, um, I'm going to ask you about, um, you know, as far as so they've been they've been they were rolling this out, kind of hiding it from you all. Um, and then we'll talk about what the response was as they initially announced it right after okay. we come back. All right. Okay. So, you know, we're, we're hearing about the kind of the situation leading into this defeated nickel tax. A lot of the people quit. They're coming back on board. Right. Um, they're going out. They're kind of secretly campaigning for this mega school. Then they go ahead Correct. and they roll it out to the community. What was the community's initial response to it? Uh, and why do, what, what do you think drove that community response to it? So the initial community response, they, they did at first, they, they got, they made a Facebook page called CCPS high school facilities. You can still search it. They just changed it to the school name, but um, they, they did a video, like a 10 minute video. It was the assistant superintendent and the superintendent. And, and they just basically broke down the general details of what their vision was. Yes. Both of our high schools are older. Do they need renovation? Yes but they got a great number of COVID funds, like $30 million in COVID funds. And how, how did the, uh, how did the community respond? The community response was, uh, it was not good. It was, uh, well, it was mixed at first because at this time they were still allowing Facebook comments on their, on their site. So, um, that while doing this, people were, I was, oh, they've shut Facebook down Facebook comments on their posts. Oh, oh yes. They, once the, <laughs> once the school actually passed, they, they cut the school, they cut the YouTube live feed for their board meetings recently. That was a recent addition, but in 2021, they completely disabled comments on Facebook for the public school system. Is it still that way? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They, they have not changed that policy. And then they took it a step further. They were doing all their live stream YouTube meetings for the school board meetings where everyone in the community can get on YouTube and watch the watch the board meetings and see the transparency in the community. They just cut that whenever they did the uh, bids for the school. Because the that community was, was pushing. And, and, and so the community well, is saying, look, this is a giant waste of money. Just rehab yes. the schools we have built. We don't need to be that's, sending all the kids correct. to one school. You know, obviously, this are community things. You know, we don't want to drive, 
you know, how, how far is it from one side of the county to the other? So um, it is like 33 miles wide one way and like 26 miles the other way. But if you were to get on a bus in North Christian and ride a route to the school, the, the proposed site, you're talking two hour bus rides for kids. And then you yeah, throw that, the middle that could school mess cause in. Some issues. Oh, yes. Then you throw the middle school mess in where you don't have a central middle school location for both middle schools. And, and it just it just complicates everything. It turns transportation upside down in the community. We don't have enough. They don't have enough bus drivers for the routes they have now. They put on Facebook two days last week that if your kid rides, I, I'll say whatever bus, it was like bus 200. If your kid rides bus 200, you have to come pick your kid up from school because we don't have enough bus drivers to cover this route. They did that two or three times last week. And now they're talking about longer routes, longer routes, more buses needed because of the splitting of the schools. And then your, some of your elementary schools, like in the mornings, those kids get off of that bus, get onto another bus and ride to, to Hopkinsville. Because all well, of our and also too, schools are with having two different high schools, you can do a uh, kind of a split start time, and you right. can, you know, bus drivers can work one school and then they can switch over to the next school and, and bus those kids. Right, right. What it, what they're doing now is is kids from county middle and and hot and and, and uh, excuse me, county high and hot and county middle. They are those kids are riding the same bus. So you have middle schoolers and high schoolers riding the same bus in some of the northern parts of the county where it's not as populous. And then the same thing with Hopkinsville, Hopkinsville high kids and Hopkinsville middle school kids ride together. And the other thing is these communities are the middle schools uh, right schools near the high school located in like right next door both of them oh okay so so right, right now uh, so distance. so they've got a high school and a middle school together so they're able to Correct. route middle school and high school at the same time making more efficient routes that's, and instead that's they're going to move both high schools that are right next to middle schools to one mega school correct but they're going to leave the middle schools alone for now and then they're going to cool. wonder how they're going to get kids to school now Correct. Well, they're going to change the one middle school that's the older middle school, which would be Hoptown. They're going to they're going to turn it. In, they're going to take it to the elementary school that's our newest elementary school. It's and then it's where's that middle mess. school going to go? Uh, well, the elementary school is getting it's getting disbanded. It's called it's Martin Luther King. So the middle school that's there now is. So middle school that's elementary there now school, is what? It's, getting, it's going to become the new. Indian Hills Elementary, because the right, Indian right. Hills. Elementary, so but what are those middle school combi- students going to do? Uh, that's a good question because I've been at both schools in the last couple of weeks during uh, let out time, and a lot of those kids walk because they're in communities that are well established, and a lot of those parents live over there because their kids can walk to school to walk to after school practices. The new but where are the middle school kids have, like? physically going to go where are they going to take them to go to school that's a good question we don't know any of the transportation issues the the fine details are not here in this process well i'm not even talking about a fine detail i'm just like where is this middle school kids classroom 
going oh, to end up at if you're taking it, over an elementary school here. Yeah, well, we're 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 eliminate. Yeah, we're we're just going to disband that elementary school is what the plan is and then, because that because that elementary but, but the middle school, they're moving to that middle school right. No, no, it's but, the elementary school. They're turning the it elementary into a school. Middle, into, into yeah, a yeah. School. Oh, okay, oh, gotcha. The so little, they're disbanding the, the an other, elementary yeah, school. It's confusing. Yeah, okay, Correct. gotcha. So they're disbanding it, an they're elementary school. It, yeah. Yes. And going to move middle schoolers there and then take the correct. current middle school. And so they're basically doing a school swap between elementary and a middle school. Correct. Correct. Because what? apparently, apparently middle school kids can't learn in a building that was built in 1974, but elementary school kids can. We don't understand it because in 2019. Is that their stated reason us, for the move? No, that's not their stated reason, but through the discovery process, they, they talked about equitable transitions. So county high what does that or mean? County, county middle is a newer middle school. It was built in 2011, 2012, opened like 2013, something. And Hopkinsville Middle School has not been rehabbed or not, like they have done nothing to this school since I went there and since the 70s. Like it's they they added onto the gym because of a flood, but other than that, the school is basically the same as it was in 1974. And they're so, moving kids from a school that was built in the 60s to the a school that was built in the 70s and calling that an equitable transition. I don't know about that. So they're simply moving them because the schools had decade newer but still built 50 years ago correct they told us in 2019 that schools that were 50 years old were not suitable for the modern learning environment and i don't know if they've looked at their uh district facility plan in a while but they've got a lot of schools that are coming up on that 50 year mark too so what are we going to do we're just going to delete all the schools that are older than 50 because we don't have the money to do what we're doing now. So how are we going to make this work? That is, I mean, I, I know, I know, Caleb, when I'm learning yeah, math, yeah. when I'm learning math, if I look around and I'm like, that brick right there is 50 years old. I can't, I can't learn math anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm distracted by the fact that right. that brick is 50 years old. My, my abilities that. to learn, my learning pathways have been shut down. I am just looking mm -hmm. around like, wow, look at this place. Yeah. So, that's, so that's, that's their stated reason. Okay. So I guess, I mean, then, so the next question would be, well, when we come back, we'll talk about um, the, the kind of moving forward. So they, they're moving around all these schools, the communities against mm -hmm. it uh, yes. for obvious reasons. We're talking about, we're shoving, but we're moving, we're shuffling around middle schools, elementary schools for, no good reason. We're moving what was two high schools that were right next to the middle schools. And we're now moving those high schools to a central building. Is is those middle schoolers moving? What are they doing with the high school buildings, the old ones? That is our next question that we have never figured out. They can't. Are they are they younger than 50 know. years old? No, uh, Hopkinsville High was built in the early 60s, I think like 63, and then County was built in the late 60s, like 68, 69. See, you like can't that. learn in those schools. You can't learn in them. They're over 50 years old. No, so, no. you know, we just 
You're just going to knock gonna... them down. Well, <laughs> the, that's that's the other problem we have is they can't afford to knock the old county middle that's sitting next to the high school right now. They can't afford to knock it down. It's still sitting there. It's been sitting vacant for ten years now. They had an alternative. So, so we got a one point. So so we got a school district that's broke saying they need all their schools less than 50 years old while they're shuffling kids around inside schools that are over 50 years old uh, while they're building a shiny new high school instead of just rehabbing their old schools, simple remodels, things like that. Using all, Uh, using all of our bonding capacity too. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that. So we'll talk about kind of where things are now when we come back after this. All right. So prior to this, we've found out that the school district um, for for the stated reason of kids can't learn and buildings are 50 years old, uh, this school district that doesn't have the money to even demolish old buildings has decided to take on large construction projects. Um, you said they're breaking ground, uh, quote unquote, tomorrow, which when our listeners listen to this would be today. Um, That's correct. And so they're breaking ground today. Um, how How are they paying for the current school, if they're so broke, they can't demolish other schools. So so COVID allowed them to get a whole lot of funds from the federal government. The state government gave them a lot of money. Uh, I think the state of Kentucky gave them like $15 million in a uh, CTE grant. But it was to rebuild existing CTE facilities, not build a new one. Well, somehow they got an exemption from that. And a lot of this comes from... a uh, a bill called HB uh, 678. And that was passed in the Kentucky legislature, I think in late in 2022, I think, or maybe 2021. It was during mm-hmm. COVID. And, and basically what that house bill allows them to do. So, so right now, if you look at it like this, you got the state government and then you got the KDE. They're kind of the godfather. They're the ones that tell the school district what you can do with the money that comes from the state. They tell mm-hmm. you, you can build a school. So the whole nickel tax thing was they couldn't rehab schools that were over 50 years old per KDE guidelines. Well, with HB 678, you eliminate the KDE guidelines. You only are required to fill out a BG1, which is a building grant fund application to the KDE, and that's all the interaction you have with the KDE until uh, I think it's June of 2024 that 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 goes out. But what that uh, what it it was it's one of those it was good in concept, but when you have something like this, where the school district needed to have guidance, well, it's good in concept on, like until you sizes. have until you have a school board that's it's, just has no right. clue what they're doing. I mean, the concept here is great that's until you have a school board that, you know, and that's probably what it was about. It was about making sure because, you know, I, in the break you had mentioned bonding. Um, you know, there's there's yes. loans that are in, issued based upon the quote unquote bonding potential, which means that how much in tax revenues they're going to be bringing in and on at, as such. And that essentially acts as if a line of credit into the future. So um, and when they talk, you, you'd mention that they're bonding potentials maxed out which means they essentially have no line of credit so now what we have is during the building process through these open records requests i have found 
that the bonding capacity was $137 million in uh, April of 2022. It didn't go up that much. And right now they said with the bids they got in in July that the school would cost $140 million, but we're not getting athletic fields. We may or may not get a gym. Like they're deleting, they deleted a whole entire wing out of the school to save $460,000 in furniture costs. That mm. they aren't even going to air condition the ag and the uh, automotive labs in these in this new school. That was a question from the architect in the emails is they he said, should we since we're in cost savings, should we be air conditioning the ag and uh, automotive labs? They got garage doors, that's going to bring the cost up. I mean, that's the kind of cost cutting that they're trying to do just to get this done. Mm -hmm. So they're not even so. So they're building a building because they need a shiny new facility, but the building itself won't even have basics like HVAC. In in certain areas, yes. Now they're talking about state of the art. Yeah, yeah, they're talking about like state of the art cost saving saving $300,000 a year on, on, on energy costs and stuff like that. They're talking about that, but then they're talking about disadvantaging kids that might want air conditioning because it's hot in an automotive shop and an ag shop. I've been there. It, it's pretty hot in those environments. So you, yeah, want I mean, absolutely. You and, uh, absolutely. So, and, and they and they did this bid process. So so we were following along. We we tried to stay informed with it because the, the amount of information coming from the central office was no, there wasn't any coming out. So we were having to open records request a lot of this stuff. Well, a guy open records requested the advertisement for the bids that they had for the school, which is required by the KE and model procurement code in the state of Kentucky. It's, sure. uh, I think it's uh, four five three sixty five is the the legal um, genre or whatever the legal book you can find that at, and uh, so when we were open records requested, they didn't even have an advertisement for the current bids that they had already bid or they already had out for um, builders, which we were like, okay, well that's. Kind Do you of know funny. who the builder is on this? Um, it's it, so they got a construction manager so it is a whole bunch of different hands involved in this ak construction is one of the uh people and they have a school in like hansen yeah no yeah yeah Yeah, they've been missing deadlines on schools like crazy recently in in actual um um hopkins county uh there's a school that i think their entire school district is like delayed because they didn't build a school on time ak construction that's the people we're dealing with here. And so when we found out that they hadn't done the bid, the, or the bid advertisement, they rushed. There's an email thread where they rushed and said, this must be put in the New Era paper, which is our local newspaper, which that's where it has to run according to the law. They rushed to get it done on a Saturday. Then they advertised the wrong bid opening date and it's too far out. So the the requirement is not more than 21 days in the paper, but before seven days prior to the bid opening. 
So mm-hmm. you can't just put the, you can't put the advertisement out a month in advance and it, and it fit the the KDE requirement or, or the legal requirement. And so they delayed the bid opening date to July 24th and didn't advertise it at all, which is against model procurement code altogether. And without the KDE's help to come in here and say, hey, guys, we need to come in here and you need to be advertising bids with House Bill 678. You don't have that guidance to uh, show them what what needs to go on. So there's no accountability. The only place we can file complaints right now is if they break open meetings laws, the AG, or a place called the Office of Education Accountability. Now, they're a legislator-funded organization, and they told me they are slow, but they are thorough. But that is our only complaint department right now as citizens and taxpayers in this community to get anything done. And, and we just don't know right now because we know that the bids were illegal. They shouldn't be starting this project at all. But here they are breaking ground and, and continuing full steam ahead, as the superintendent said. And he even mentioned he even mentioned the, the um, OEA investigation in a Hoptown Chronicle article, which is a, a local newspaper type deal thing. And and he said that the lawyer had put out a statement. Well, we haven't seen the statement. I'd love to see the statement and see what their legal ground for breaking the law is. Yeah. So, so it looks like here you got a situation where you have, um, let me, let me see if I can sum this up. They are building a, a big school against the wishes of their constituents that they don't even have the money to outfit properly. While they also still don't have the money to knock down the buildings they need to, while they're playing a shuffle game with students, uh, because Correct. they don't know why. Uh, meanwhile, through this process, they've maxed out their line of credit. They they have they're maxed out on bonding potential, um, so therefore they can't really borrow more money. Um, and then even if something emergency comes up, like a school gets flooded or something, they can't do anything about it. Correct. Um, and then they're looking at us. Yeah, and then. Um, so you've got that, and now you have the fact that they didn't even bid out this this multi million dollar contracts properly uh, in order to bid bid this out. But despite all that, they're breaking ground anyways. They've disabled comments on their Facebook page, um, and right now you can only talk to one group to kind of get uh, uh, some some accountability out of them. But still, they're they're pushing forward ahead anyways. Um, I think that. Is that pretty much that pretty much sums it up real quick, right? Yeah, and, and I'll dive even deeper into the um, no comment thing. So cut the YouTube feed. We we got a video of the construction manager, which they've had to hire a construction manager because they openly admitted after their bids come in last year in, in July of twenty twenty two at two hundred million dollars, way over budget, and they knew it was way over budget because they over-designed the school. The, the architect allowed them to over-design the school. They got they got mud on their face when they got those bids back last year. So then we had this delayed process of, well, we're gonna cut this wing and we're gonna cut this. We're gonna, we're gonna start cutting the things that we promised the community out of the school just to get it done. So and, and that doesn't make any sense. 
So when they got the bids back this last time, they didn't have a public meeting. So me and another guy went to the board of education and I guess the superintendent was out of town that day, but that still doesn't give them an excuse. They wouldn't give us the bid packet after 24 hours. That should be available to the public. And yeah. You should they, be able to view publicly any, any who bid how much. I mean, that's, that's they, just standard. They, government wanna, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't give us, they would not give us the bid packets. And so that Friday, the superintendent sent out a memo to the chief of police in Hopkinsville here asking for a security guard to sit at the board office getting paid $40 an hour to just monitor the board office while all this during the current budget issues is what they said. And, hmm. and just because me and one other person come to ask for the bids, they now have to have like this secure lockdown facility when they could just give us the open bids if, if they're good. So that Monday is the first day of the cop. They, they were going to do a board retreat on Tuesday, Monday, they brought all the members of the press together in a secret meeting and told them the basic bid package, the, the money and all what, what the school was going to entail. They embargoed the information through the media and wouldn't let them let it out until they got done with the board meeting on Tuesday. So they, they put a muzzle on our media. The next board meeting, which would have been the same week, they cut the live YouTube feed that we've had for four years now. They just cut it off, didn't give it an answer. So that night, me and several other people text our board members and was like, hey, why'd y'all do this? They said, oh, well, it's costing us too much money. We, we can't do it. We can't pay these these employees $25 or whatever it is that they're getting in overtime to run this YouTube meeting uh, after after school hours. And what, hit well, record make and a whole live lot of stream it? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that it, I mean, literally, the superintendent could do it and upload it to, I mean, anybody can do it. I mean, boomers can do it. So you, you'd think that it's pretty simple or they get like, a student media team or something like that to come in there and, and do this as, as something to help them out. But they don't want to do that. Mm. They don't want the meetings public because we got the construction manager on film saying that the school was going to be one price, 105 million. And here we are at 140 million. And it just ain't adding up. They cut that out. Well, in a, in a recent article that was released, they had another press conference. The superintendent said that they cut live stream YouTube videos off because of misinformation after board meetings, because me and others were clipping. Wouldn't, what wouldn't they it cause more misinformation you to would think not be able to see what they're saying at, in full? At, absolutely. That's kind of what we were thinking. Like, cause now we, cause we take the ability to clip out what they say online put it on another on our web platform, which would be Facebook. And we've got a group called Citizens Against Consolidation. And uh, we put that information out there so people can read it because our news media isn't touching on these details. They, 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 they ignore it because, I don't know, the school system does pay them a lot of advertising money for, like, we need teachers, we need bus drivers, stuff like that. They also yeah, broadcast yeah. the local sports. So I understand the news media. And we don't have a TV station. 
we're not Nashville, we're not Louisville, we, we don't have a TV station that would cover any of this. So a lot of stuff gets kind of un, under the rug if, if you don't bring it out from under the rug with people like me and others that are working really hard, watching these board meetings, gathering the information, gathering the intel, and then putting it out for the public. A lot of that gets lost. And, and for him to say that it was misinformation that we're taking their comments and using them on our platform and it's misinformation, that, that really just doesn't make sense. Well, but that's the game they play, though. They all, they all play this at all levels. That is where correct. If they, if, if they don't like your opinion on what they said, well, then that is inf- misinformation. Even though you're just taking what Correct. they said, then issuing an opinion, that's now misinformation. Let me ask you this. Let's end on this million-dollar question. You ready? Okay. All right. Is this incompetence or corruption? Both. It's a little bit of both. Okay. Because You think it's a little bit of both? Yeah, because you had key players like a former mayor telling the superintendent, hey, I'm going to get you the superintendent job, but I've got one goal for you. Build this mega school for economic development because we want low skill, low wage employees to shove in our factories that we're going to get here because we got all these new shiny schools and look, we're, we're focusing on pathways, but we're not teaching the kids the core basic, basic stuff like math and reading. And well, your buildings are history. too old to teach them that they're, they're too old. Yeah. Can't yeah. We, we can't do that. You know what yeah, pathway should be teaching these kids? Construction. Okay, I'm just yeah, saying. It, looked, <laughs> it looks like yeah, they could they could like, work where like they go to have, school. <laughs> right? Yeah. That that is. A good, I mean, that's kind of that's that's kind of Egyptian tactic. But I mean, yeah, it it's one way around child labor laws. <laughs> that's, that's that's right. That is right. Yeah. I no, mean, no, no, no. We're teaching them a and, trade. And that's how we swear. Broke, <laughs> right. Right. And, and that's how broke this school district is. I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't thrown that out in the air yet. Like how young is too young to lay a brick? I mean, you know, right. Like... And, and, and I say that our, I say that our school district is broke, but you look at our funding, the KDE has it all broke down in, in simple math where it ranks all the school districts. Our funding is like one of the top funding school districts, but our administrator pay is also out the roof and our cost per or our, our pay per student is really low. And then our test scores are even lower. Deleting these old schools deletes our bad test scores. So when we get rid of a school name that's been around, so Hopkinsville high school, when we say, yeah, we're in the Hopkinsville high school, we get rid of the test scores that are bad. Caleb, thank you for joining us. Um, we will, uh, uh, be following along. What can people do to help? Is there anything people can do to help the situation um, or is it kind of really no? <laughs> uh, if you want to help us out, um, join our Facebook page. It's called citizens against consolidation. It's an open Facebook group. We just, we just uh, basically give everybody the information that they're missing out from the school board. And um, the, the only place you can complain is the Office of Education Accountability, and we've got a link on our Facebook page. So you can click that. You can go in there and you can complain about Christian County Public Schools anywhere in the state if you wanted to. And just help out our cause because the bid process was not done per law. And, and we just got a whole bunch of issues. But 
Well, you can't have a school with its bonding potentials completely expended. I mean, that's just... Yeah, it's not easy to run a school district like that without any money. No, it's not. I mean, you are down to the line. Yeah, down to the line. And if property value takes up... Well, see... The economy turns... They just had had to rescind a tax because we were going to file another petition against them, and they, they... Rushed it in a meeting, didn't put it on the agenda, and and put it on the agenda last minute and rescinded it without a, a tax hearing. So crazy, crazy stuff. Well, I'm sorry to hear what you guys are going yeah. through, but we'll get this out there. Hopefully, yeah, it's, spreading it's the bad word deal and, down here. Yeah, showing more attention yeah, it, might be working. Well, thanks, you, Caleb. Thank you for having me on. All right, y'all. That's what we have time for today on the Andrew Cooperetter Show. Thank you all so so much for joining us. Uh, you can catch us back here on Monday at one o'clock. Till then, we'll see ya. Thanks.